With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome, everyone, to the Streakers Podcast. We are the ones that got away. I am Mason Migliera. That is my co-host, Patrick Previty. Hope everyone is doing good. Today is Sunday, so that means it's football Sunday. Uh, We're in week three of the NFL. Week four of college football just wrapped up. Pretty exciting games. Uh, Patrick, I know you had your eye on that Ohio State-Notre Dame game. That was a pretty exciting finish for... uh, Ohio State fans, maybe not as much Notre Dame fans. Florida State had a big win against Clemson. Uh, that was that was a really stressful game. Uh, Colorado, oh my goodness, that game was. Whew, they got themselves destroyed by Oregon. Oregon, they t- they took the Deion Sanders approach and took it personal. And uh, man, they they put it to them. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about NFL today. We got week. Three games going on. Hope everyone's excited for it. I know I am, Patrick. How you doing today, bud? I'm reeling currently from the most devastating loss I think I've ever experienced as a Notre Dame fan. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like the classic, like, would you rather lose by 30 and it never be close or lose on the last play of the game? I mean, I really, I really truly believe in my heart of hearts that I would rather lose on the last play of the game because at least that's respectable. Mm. But that was devastating. And now, after an unfortunate bet, I'll have to paint my face with Ohio State colors and let the world see it. So, I'm honestly devastated. I don't really like football anymore, if I'm being completely honest, Mason. I'm not exactly a huge fan. I might switch to soccer. Actually, Ooh. that that's the real football. So, no, but I'm just I'm just trying to survive, make it take it one day at a time. Where Notre Dame is on. Uh, that's where game day is going. They play Duke next week. Uh, oh, they're going back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're at Duke, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like a lot of national attention, a lot of spotlight for them over the next week. I just don't know if I can deal with all the hate that will be spewed. I don't know if I can make it through, but shoot, at least um, we got some good games on today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame's gonna get any hate. You're playing Ohio State. Ohio State's a really good team, so 
it, it is what it is. It was a big game for Notre Dame. I definitely thought that they could win, but they have another one coming up soon against another USC. Ranked. Okay. And Duke so is ranked. That. What was that? And Duke is ranked. So, Duke is ranked. So they got right, Duke and right. USC. So, yeah, no, but, a lot of stuff. They could get in the playoff with an 11-1 record. I, I mean, I could see that, losing on the last play of the game. It's just even more devastating that they had only 10 players out on the field for the last two plays on defense. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that'll make you, like, just curl up into a ball and cry. Uh, yeah. Especially if you're a Notre Dame fan like me. So. For sure, for sure. Well, I know you said uh, you don't want to talk – you don't you don't like football anymore, but unfortunately we're going to talk about some football. Can we, we talk basketball? Oh, there's a third team has emerged to trade Damian Lillard, you know, to, to help facilitate that trade. I've seen that report like 30 times by NBA Central on Twitter, and it needs to stop. But we could talk – we could talk football. There's uh, nothing going on in basketball right now. No, other than Damian Lillard, who knows what's going to happen with that. Hopefully that happens soon, but – We'll see. Let's just get right into these games. First one we're going to go about is the Tennessee Titans visiting the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, last week was a just devastating week in Cleveland. Everyone was wishing it was Deshaun Watson and not Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb is out for the year. Whoa. Whoa. What what do you mean, whoa? That's uh, that's fair, honestly, with with the Deshaun Watson thing. He's got a lot of... He's got a lot of non-fans, otherwise known as haters out there, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know why I'm becoming a Deshaun Watson truther. I mean, like, I don't defend anything what he did, but... No. Dang. That's tough. No, you, I mean... Nick, I... Chubb, Nick Chubb also, that is low-key turning into a miracle, because apparently it's just a torn MCL. That's oh, it. Oh, really? That's, yes. So six to eight months after surgery, if it goes well. Isn't that insane? Isn't that insane? I thought he like dislocated his knee and tore everything. Oh, I thought I thought it was done like forever. Uh, I, I thought he got that, that Teddy Bridgewater was... like like type of injury where like oh, yeah. he was going to be out for two years. But uh-huh. no, that that was the report that came out yesterday. Was that it was just a torn MCL and I thought I I thought it was ACL. Either way, I mean I guess that's good for for him. It's only going to be six to eight months, which he's still going to be out for the year. But there's a chance that he can come back. And knowing who Nick Chubb is and his his workout regimen and everything, he'll be he'll come back and he should he should be good. But um, obviously we're we're hoping speedy recovery for him. And obviously I'm just kidding. We don't want anyone to get hurt. But I know that there's people in Cleveland. They're like, damn, why did it have to be Nick Chubb? It could have been anybody else. Yeah, I think but- I honestly do think. <laughs> That uh, not not many people would admit it, maybe, but yeah, Nick Chubb was probably the last guy that you'd want on that roster to get hurt. So, well, Miles My- Garrett, you'd like him to stay healthy, but you know, yeah, yeah, like you know. he he's definitely the the team revolves around Nick Chubb and that run game, and they were totally different in the in the uh, last part of the game against the Steelers after he went down. So, yeah, without a doubt, but they are going up against the Tennessee Titans who. They haven't looked really great this so far this season. Uh, the line is currently minus three and a half for Cleveland. What are your thoughts? Uh, do you think that Tennessee will win this game? Do you think Cleveland will cover? What do you think is going to go on here? The Titans have, have had two really close games. They lost by one point against the Saints after the Saints offense just could not move the ball at, at all. And Ryan Tannehill had, um, you know, routine Ryan Tannehill game with multiple interceptions and terrible quarterback play 
but they turned it around against the Chargers. So I, I think that this Titans team is pretty much, you know, per usual every single year. They're going to run the ball well, have a good defense, and it just depends on how Ryan Tannehill is actually able to, you know, what kind of plays he'll be able to make uh, as the game goes on or when you really need it. This Browns team, I'm I'm worried officially. I, I said, like, that I thought they were not the worst team in the division. I think with Nick Chubb going down, I know they just signed Kareem Hunt. Jerome Ford played well uh, in the uh, in relief of Nick Chubb. But I just don't know if they'll if they'll have enough to beat a team like the Titans, who are super physical. Um, the over under being thirty eight <laughs> is kind of fitting, I think, for this game. <laughs> yeah, I personally think I think the Titans will end up winning this game. Uh, I say they probably win by a touchdown. I just think that the with the Nick Chubb injury and how poorly Deshaun Watson played last week, I don't think it's going to get any better for for Cleveland. And I just don't have a ton of faith in them this week. I think Tennessee is going to come out and hopefully they're going to run the ball with Derrick Henry because that's all you really have to do. Just give him, just feed him, and he'll he'll eat. And I think DeAndre Hopkins' list is questionable, but I'm sure he's going to play in this game. Um, but he's not the same player he was back in the day. And Ryan Tannehill doesn't really have a ton of options. But I think if they just feed him the ball and they run it, they'll they'll and Tannehill makes his throws here and there. Um, Tannehill doesn't have to have an amazing game to win this. And uh, I think. They'll, as I said, they'll give the ball to Derrick Henry. He'll score on the goal line a couple times, probably two times. And uh, I think that'll that'll be enough for them. I just don't see Cleveland being able to come out and have, like, an explosive offense. Not saying they need it against the Titans, but I think uh, that's just my, my anticipation with this game. I don't anticipate um, Kareem Hunt to come in and really run the ball all over the place. Neither do I expect that with Ford because, as you said, Tennessee is very, very physical. So... That's my thoughts on the game. I definitely, I say Tennessee wins by a touchdown. Yeah, I, I'm going Tennessee as well. I, I think, uh, you know, like you said, DeAndre Hopkins is going to play. He should play. Uh, he played last week anyway. So, uh, they'll they'll have enough. I think 21 to 24 points will win you this game, honestly. So I don't think the the Browns are going to have enough uh, enough on offense. There you go. Moving on to the next game, we got the 2-0 Atlanta Falcons heading into Detroit and playing the 1-1 Detroit Lions. Right now, the line is minus 3.5 for Detroit. That's a little disrespectful to, to this Falcons team because, I mean, the Lions, they've been good this year. I mean, obviously, they beat um, they beat Kansas City week one, and then they lost last week in an overtime game to Seattle. But Atlanta's 2-0. And they're playing really, really well behind Desmond Ritter and this this team. Obviously, Bijan Robinson has played really, really well for them, being super shifty. Everyone saw the the, the clip on on Twitter, or whatever it is you get your social media on. That clip was everywhere, just him shifting around and that overhead look. It was sick. Um, but Cordero Patterson is still questionable for them. We'll see what happens with that. Jeff Okuda for for the Falcons is also questionable. The Detroit Lions are a little bit more banged up. CJ Gardner-Johnson, he is actually on the IR. I can't remember the injury. I don't know if you remember it off the top of your head. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is questionable. Josh Reynolds is also questionable. I anticipate both of them to play. And then they got two other players who are out for this game. Oh, man. I think just because it's a home game for Detroit, 
I think they're going to end up pulling out this game. But I think it's going to be a lot closer. And I would, I might take Atlanta Falcons um, line. I, I think that uh, them at plus three and a half would be a good a good bet. I think that this that this game can end uh, with a field goal. Wow, yeah, that's a that'd be a close game. Uh, Jeff Okuda, he tore his, or excuse me, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson tore his pack. So he definitely won't be playing this week, but it just depends on like when, uh, like during the season, they're going to need him and he's going to say like he wants to come back. Um, the Lions have been really interesting this year so far. I, I don't know what to think of the Chiefs win at this point because the Chiefs look like a totally different team, especially defensively last week when Chris Jones came back and they have Travis Kelsey now. I don't know if um, the Lions would have won that game in week one with both Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones in. But what I do know is that offense looks still really good. Uh, Jared Goff had one of the worst timed interceptions maybe that I have seen this so far this year. And it was a pick six ended his, you know, legendary streak that he had going um, of pass attempts without uh, an interception. So that was really unfortunate. They were completely in position to win that game uh, last week against the Seahawks. So I am still really high on the Lions. I'll take the Lions here. I do think, like you said, this is this could be close. The Falcons are really starting to earn my respect over the last two weeks. I really didn't think that they were going to beat the Packers. I was very confident in that. And Jordan Love, even though he played pretty decently, they were still able to uh, to win the game towards the end. And I really like that because with Desmond Ritter back there, you don't know how much confidence you have in him towards the end of the game. But he delivered, and Arthur Smith delivered. And just in general, that Falcons team showed me something that I didn't think I would see late in the game from them. I like them. But with that being said, I really do still like the Lions. I think going one and two would really put the Lions back. I just don't know if I see that from them. Jared Goff, I think he'll I think he'll balance back and be able to take care of the football. And Amon Ross St. Brown um will be out there. I, I like the I like the Lions offense too much. I don't think that the Falcons have, have honestly played an offense like the Lions so far just yet. So I'm very interested to see what all those additions um, for their defense are going to look like against a team like the Lions. I do think that the Lions offense is like a step ahead of the Packers. So, uh, and obviously they played the Carolina Panthers in the first uh, game of the season. So that's a wash. Yeah. This game will be very interesting indeed, in my opinion. Um, but we both agree that the Lions will probably end up winning this game. They do just have a, a much better, more experienced offense for sure. Moving into the next game, we got the New Orleans Saints at 2-0 and as well, going into Green Bay and playing the Packers at 1-1. and I have been very clear that I am just not high on this Saints team. I think these two wins have been very lucky. That first one against the Titans, and then last week against, oh my gosh, who they play? Oh, the Panthers last week on Monday Night Football, right? Yeah. So, obviously, the Panthers aren't that good, so I take that one with a grain of salt. And that week one game, that was week one. And Derek Carr, I really just don't think Derek Carr has played that well. But what we've always said about him is he's serviceable, and that's what he's been so far. He's been serviceable for them. He's done with it, what he's been asked to do. Um, he's not had Alvin Kamara there in the backfield, which he should get him back next week. But as for this week, um, they do not have Jamal Williams. He is on the IR. He got injured in the previous game. Who was the running back that got added for them? 
not added for them, but that they uh, are now using. Well, let me find it. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, well, while, while you search for that. Tony Jones. Tony Jones Jr. That was the guy. He popped off on Fantasy last week when uh, Williams went out. But as for the other side, for the Packers, they will not have Christian Watson or David Bakhtiari. And that's that's huge for that offense because those are two very, very important players for them. That's their top wide receiver and probably their top offensive lineman. So that's going to be really, really tough for them. I guess lucky for the Saints, but I'm still not high on the Saints at all. I don't think that they'll win this game. I think the Packers, I really like how Jordan Love has played. I'm sure that you're going to go on and talk about that in a second here. But um, I'd, I would take Green Bay Packers winning this game. The line is minus one, so I I, I expect them to win, so they'll, they'll cover. Oh, yeah, so both of these quarterbacks, I am slowly becoming like – like a the president of their fan club. I don't know what it's about, but I do agree. Derek Carr has not played well enough this year for me to just outwardly say that I'm completely confident that the Saints are going to make the playoffs, even though I picked them. I have not seen that yet. I You're hoping for more. You're hoping that they can turn it around. Maybe when Alvin Kamara comes back next week, that this offense will look much better. I mean, I'm sure it will, but you just haven't seen it yet. And for the Packers, Jordan Love has played really well, but he hasn't exactly been like throwing it all over the yard, you know, a ton of a ton of passing yards everywhere, long drives, long passes. It's been very methodical and calculated, and he's under 400 yards which is not, uh, for the first two games, which is obviously under 200 yards per game. He's thrown touchdowns, been able to convert in the red zone, but, you know, I just am a little bit worried about uh, – going against a good or really, really tough defense, you know, and having a turnover, being in a close game and, you know, throwing a pick or fumbling the ball, what his response will be like. That's the one thing that I'm concerned about with. And I do think today that his uh, streak right now of uh, no, of no turnovers, his little two game streak will come to an end. Um, And I am worried that that's not going to be, uh, that's that's going to put the Packers into a position that they're more so uncomfortable with. I, I When I look at the Packers, I, I see a team that enjoys playing with the lead more so than trying to come back. So I'm actually going to go with the Saints today, but I'm not 100% confident in that pick. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, you know, hammer the Saints money line or anything like that. But I, I think when you look at the Saints, it depends on what quarterback is across from them. And usually it's not exactly a world beater. And we thought Jordan Love was going to be well, – I mean, I didn't know if he was going to be this good to start. But I do think he, he'll he come back down to earth a little bit. And I'm interested to see what he'll play like whenever he has a, a turnover under his belt. What's that next drive look like, you know? We'll, we'll definitely see what happens there. Uh, I remember seeing Jair Alexander is questionable. I anticipate him playing as well. Um, and then their numbers, it's very funny. Taysom Hill is the leading runner for um for the Saints, which is very funny. And AJ Dillon is the leading rusher for uh the Packers, which he's not their lead back. Obviously Aaron Jones has been hurt. And then Aaron Jones is the leading receiver for, for Green Bay, which is super funny. But moving on into the next game, we got the 0-2 Denver Broncos 
heading down to Miami and playing the 2-0 Miami Dolphins. The line is minus six for the Dolphins. I think that's fair. Uh, I think it's obvious I got to go with my team. I got to go with the Miami Dolphins in this one. I, I give them a touchdown, 10-point win, something around there. Um, although Jalen Waddle is out for this game due to concussion, he probably could play in this game. But obviously with everything that happened with Tua and the level of competition they're going against today, I think it is the smart move to have him sit this one out and just make sure he's 100% healthy. Because who do we play next week? I think we play the Bills next week. Yep, we play the Bills next week in Buffalo. So having him 100% will be much more important next week than it is him at, I don't know, 85% this week. But Tyreek Hill is going to get a ton of action. Two is going to throw the ball. And then once they're in the lead, they're just going to hand the ball off to Raheem Mostert. I just there's too much turmoil going on in in Denver. They have not impressed me at all. They have been actually really really underperforming with Russell Wilson and uh, oh my god, Sean Payton. I almost I almost said Sean McVay. I think I did that last week too. Um, but Sean Payton, I don't know what's going on there. Not my problem. My Dolphins are playing well, so I don't have any complaints right now. Yeah, so I, I'm deeply concerned in Denver right now uh but with that with that kind of being said and leading with that I still don't think like if the Broncos were to win this game would my ears perk up like could I see them being like oh they started 0-2 got a big win against the Dolphins could they do something I, I honestly would be intrigued if they were to get this win today so I can't say that I'm out but if they lose today and go 0-3 that's that puts them way behind the eight ball in a tough division, I would be out. So I'm on the brink and I'm deeply concerned. Um, and, and this is a tough matchup for them, in, in my opinion. I They have to keep up with Miami Dolphins offense that is just electric. Probably the best in the league, in all honesty, when they're completely healthy. Um, I just don't see that for Russell Wilson right now. I'm so confused as to why he continues to, you know, like they just can't seem to put any points on the board. Like his stats look good. Across, you know, across all phases, like he's throwing for almost 500 yards. He he doesn't have a ton of turnovers. He's got five passing touchdowns, but I'm not really seeing it here. And then you had two close losses against the Raiders and the Commanders. Those are two teams. Uh, not, nobody's really picking to make the playoffs. I, I'm concerned, but I'm not out just yet. Um, I am picking the Dolphins today just, you know, to try to not go out on a limb, keep my record intact for the season. So I wouldn't advise putting any money on them, but this, this feels, this feels like uh make or break, like kind of thing for the season, you know, like the season could easily turn into moral victories uh, if they lose this game, but if they win, you know, now you can really go into that locker room and say, Hey, we have something to hang our hats on. We won a game and we didn't lose it close again, or we didn't get blown out or anything like that. Um, so that's that's just kind of my overall feeling of the Denver Broncos right now. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people can agree with that. Probably even Denver Bronco fans can agree with that uh, assessment that you have there of them. So we'll see what happens in that game. Definitely going to be tough if they start off 0-3. But moving on to the next one, some very shocking 0-2 teams, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Minnesota Vikings. Man, and and the line is even on ESPN. They don't. There's no 
these teams are just both 0-2, but they're both still super talented. However, Los Angeles does have some key players out. Both Austin Eckler and J.C. Jackson are out. And Eric Kendricks. Isn't that that's a that's a homecoming for uh for him? I think he was on the Vikings for the longest time. So unfortunate for him that he's gonna be inactive in this game. But yeah, Los Angeles, man, they have looked really, really I can't even say they've looked bad. I guess the Dolphins just they didn't execute on that final drive. And that was on my in my opinion, that's Justin Herbert. Um you gotta Clutch time, you got paid. You're paid the money to play well in those moments, and he didn't in that first week. And then last week when they played against the Titans, they lost in overtime. I didn't really watch a whole ton of that game, but overtime, you're playing the Titans. They're a playoff-caliber team. They're coached very, very well. So maybe they just got out-coached. I don't know. But you can't afford that in the NFL. You're 0-2. Neither of these teams can afford to go 0-3, and that's for the Minnesota Vikings. It's just been turnovers, man. All these turnovers that they've that they've had have been really, really detrimental to all of their games. Well, all I say, all two of them. Uh, but they did make a move uh, over during the week. They did trade for Cam Akers, as we noted earlier uh, in the week on Thursday. But he's going to be inactive for this game. Obviously, he doesn't probably doesn't have the playbook. He does. There's probably there's the obvious reasons that he's not playing. But that's nothing new to him because he doesn't really he didn't really play out in LA with the Rams anyways. But man, this game is is really interesting. Um, I'm gonna go with the Vikings at home, but I'm not I'm not very confident in that. I'm not confident in either of these teams pulling out a win. Um, but it is one o'clock, so Kirk Cousins should ball out. Uh, this this defense hasn't really been able to do a whole lot. They've got a bunch of big names, but they haven't been a whole lot to stop either especially the Dolphins week one, and they didn't stop the the Titans last week enough because they end up losing. So I'm going to go with the Vikings in this game. Yeah, I, I'm going with the Vikings too. The, like you said, this line is even. I'm I'm concerned. I don't know what to think of either of these two teams because you're right. I Neither of them have played awful. They haven't played garbage. They've been in both games. I mean, the Vikings, my God, if they don't fumble the ball, eight times over the last two games or whatever the number is, they probably win both, truthfully, because Justin Jefferson's uh, one fumble went through the back of the end zone uh, for a touchback. And then, you know, for the for a Bucks team who, you know, I love it, but big Bucks fan over here, Vikings were better top to bottom for the most part. I mean, it's just the turnovers. So I look at that, and then I look at the Chargers. You're right, didn't execute late in, in either of those games. And – you, you know, you're looking at the coaches, you know, like how long are we going to really blame the coaches now at this point? I, I've I've said it. I'm, I mean, I'm ready to make a coaching change. I've been ready. I was ready after the uh, playoff game last year against the Jags. But like, you, you know, like at a certain point, it's got to be like injuries are piling up again. It's the same old chargers. Why can't we finish these games? So I understand why everybody's uh, or why the line is even uh, or or why anybody would take either team, because you could say, oh, you know, the Chargers can next man up it today. They can get a win, you know, take give me Justin Herbert over over uh, Kirk Cousins. Or if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm saying, man, if we just fumble the ball once or twice today, (laughs) we'll win the game like like that's all we need. So um, with all that being said, my pick is the Vikings. I I think it's still the same old chargers. I said this when we were doing the preview series that I thought 
I didn't think either of these teams were making the playoffs. But I thought that the Vikings weren't going to be bad, even though I took I chose them to take a real step a real step back. Um, I think, like I said, every, every team in that NFC North was going to end somewhere around seven and ten to ten and seven range. Um, I think the Vikings will be right around there. I think being healthy, having your big play receivers all out there and healthy, will be good. I like Kevin O'Connell more than I like Brandon Staley. We know that. Yeah, give give me the Vikings. I would never fire Kevin, fire Kevin O'Connell uh, two games <laughs> in this season, but I would have fired Brandon Staley like on uh, Monday. So, <laughs> well, we'll see what happens if the if the Chargers end up losing this game, Staley could be out of there. Uh, no, I could see that, and we've looked over that schedule, and they need to get wins now. Like, yeah. they, I mean, sure, they have they, a division game against the Raiders, but then they have the Cowboys, which look like, you know, the greatest team since you know the seventy-two Dolphins, and then they got the Chiefs. So, I mean, sh- shoot, you, you could you could be one of five here if you lose to the Vikings. So, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. That'll be. Neither of those teams can afford to go 0-3, but one of them is. So we'll see what happens with that. Moving into the next game, we got an AFC East Divisional matchup. New England Patriots at 0-2 heading into New York and playing the Jets. The line is minus 2.5 for the visiting New England Patriots. I think that's respectable because I anticipate the Patriots to win this game. Their defense is pretty good. Um, They did get a little bit banged up against the Dolphins. Uh... Uh, Jonathan Jones did get injured during that game, and he's going to be out for this one. The Patriots, they did sign a backup quarterback in Will Greer, uh, but he's going to be inactive for this game. Not that he's going to need to play unless Mac Jones were to get hurt, um, but he's going to be inactive for this game. And then as for the Jets, they don't really have anybody out. They have Bryce Hall who will be out, not Brees Hall. I remember last week I looked at that. I was like, oh, my God, Brees Hall's out. I got to change it. And then I'm like, wait, Brees is – uh, I just read it wrong, and I'm an idiot. Yeah, but, not um, not to be confused with the TikTok celebrity boxer, of course. <laughs> yes, can't get that confused. He's not also a NFL player, definitely not. But um, I just think the Patriots—they're 0-2. They are not going to start 0-3 under Bill Belichick. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and the Jets—I don't have a ton of faith in them. Uh, I don't really think Zach Wilson is just. Zach Wilson's going to have a really tough time against this defense. Not that Mac Jones won't have an easy time against the Jets defense because they are still very, very good. But I just I, – I like the Patriots in this game. I cannot see them going 0-3, and it's just unfortunate they're going up against the Jets uh, because if it was against anybody, really, I would still be like, ooh, the Patriots going 0-3. I just can't see that happening. So – Pretty much against anybody, I would I would most likely pick the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, maybe so maybe if the Jets uh, made a move to get Kirk Cousins on the team, maybe they'd have a shot. But I'm I've continuously said like, as an organization, the Jets need to be able to rally around Zach Wilson. But it it also is a two way street. It's not just you know it's not just the organization needs to be there for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson needs to play some good football. And I just don't know if I just don't know what isn't clicking. The short game just usually isn't there. And then when he tries to push it, push the ball downfield, that's when sometimes his turnovers begin to pile up. So I'm concerned. I'm going to take the Patriots too. I've been on the Mac Jones train. I've been saying Matt Patricia has left. The little devil on his shoulder is gone. But I'm slowly beginning to realize that late in games, when you have the ball and you're the offense. For the New England Patriots, 
you probably are not going to score because they just haven't done it the last two games. And I'm looking at the weapons and I'm not impressed. I'm looking at the run game. I'm not impressed. Ramondre Stevenson only has 75 yards through the first two games. He leads the, the Patriots in rushing. That needs to change. Like that needs to be a complete 180. That needs to change. So I'm not going to argue like that. It's all Mac Jones. He's thrown 96 passes in the first two games, but, but this Pats team, uh, just I, I'm I'm not as high on them after the first two games. I, I it looks it looks too similar to to what it was or what it has been the last two years. But uh, they're playing the Jets, so I'll take them. <laughs> yeah, you can always just go back to Butler against the Jets, so that that helps out the pick there for sure. But moving into the next game, we got the Buffalo Bills going into Washington and facing the Commanders, who are two and zero. Uh, they've been playing some really, really good football, but the line is a minus three and a half, five and a half, not three and a half, sorry, five and a half for the Bills. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm looking at this line. I'm like, I can see the commanders keeping it close. Six points close, though. Do they lose by? Do, do, this feels, doesn't this goal? feel like a trap game almost? It could. It really could because – the commanders have been playing super, super well. Like Sam Howell, he's got 500 yards and three touchdowns in through two weeks. Like, yeah, just for Sam Howell, he is not the worst quarterback in the league, which we oh, dubbed him oh. essentially. Of course, in front of Josh Dobbs, who is uh, also been the really best good. quarterback in the league uh, <laughs> officially now. But this commanders team looks looks good. I mean, if they have a competent quarterback, <laughs> they'll definitely be in the market next year if Sam Howell isn't the way to go for the future. Uh, for a veteran QB, this team is really good with with um, with a signal caller that is capable. Um, offensively, you know they're Im- they've impressed me so far, especially with like what they were able to do against Denver, being able to put up thirty five points. Um, you know it was kind of like <laughs> the toilet bowl against the Cardinals uh, in Week One, so nobody really you know thought anything of it. But that's a good win against the Denver Broncos team, really trying to figure it out. So. Uh, but w- but with all this being said, I- I'm not going to take the Commanders, but I see like I see why the line might be close because you know with Chase Young back, you know being able to kind of prevent Josh Allen from making those plays with his legs, I, I could see them eventually like making this game close like late in the third quarter or something like that, and they're at home. But uh, I'm still I still got to go with the Bills. Bills are my team to make the Super Bowl, so. You have to go with that. I appreciate you talking because I really was – I'm, like, in my head about it. I'm like, this trap game is very, very potential here. I mean, Josh Allen has not looked good. Uh, he's got four touchdowns, 510 yards, three interceptions. Um, James Cook has been doing his thing, though, in, in the backfield. That's been really good for the Bills, I think, having, like, a really good, like, solid running back for them and not having to rely on Josh Allen every single time. Because let's get it straight – Devin Singletary is not the greatest running back for at all. I mean, he's on the Texans right now, for God's sake. Like, no team really, really wants him. Um, yeah, that's where career go, careers go to die there in Houston. Yep, yep exactly. Um, but Josh Allen, I don't know what's going on with him. Ever since Dayball left, like, it's just not been the same. Oh, I really want to just be wild and pick the commanders. Should I do – like, I really want to. I really want to. I'm Don't do it. it. Just, Don't I'm do gonna it. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm oh going to do God. it. I think 
they're playing at home. The Bills are not the same team they were the last couple of seasons. I think that they're expecting this to be an easy win. The Commanders are going to come out. They're going to play well. It is Eric Bieniemy as their play caller for on the offensive side. And he was with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have beaten the Bills a lot in the past. Putting it together, upset City. I'm going with the Commanders. I don't care. Familiar foe, certainly for Eric Bieniemy. He's helping that Washington team. I'm hearing he's coaching hard. I, I don't know why. I keep I keep hearing like reports that players are like, yo, this guy needs to chill out. But it seems <laughs> no. to be working. They're 2-0. And, and we, you know, we keep talking about this. They're 2-0 and and the Bills are 1-1. One one. So mm-hmm. talking about trap game, this team has a better record. So I I will say I'll give it up to the commanders. I but I do think what you said was right about James Cook. Having a run game for the Bills and not it just being Josh Allen trying to like dive. Uh, like five yards away from a first down, like is is a much better situation for them as a team. And I think they can really help some against good D lines like like the commanders. So I'm still going to go with the Bills, but I got I'll respect Washington and I'm not going to hate too much on your pick. But I've, I, just, I definitely have a feeling that like midway through the second quarter, if it's like 14-0, you might be like, dang, why did I pick the commanders? But I think this will be close. I, I mean, I could see like, I could see the Bills by a touchdown or something like that, which means that they would cover. But yeah, I could see I could see it in that range. Hey, we like a little chaos here. Who? Why not? Moving to the next game, we got the Houston Texans going into Jacksonville and facing the Jaguars. Jaguars have been, eh, really. They haven't been, they haven't been that really like hard hitting offense that we were kind of expecting. Um, Etienne has been hurt. Is he playing in this game? It looks like it because he's not highlighted in their injury report. Zay Jones is going to be inactive for them, which will be uh, very important. Also, Jamichael Hasty, which there's always like that one random week in fantasy that he kind of gets he gets himself a touchdown. Everyone's like, what the hell? Um, but this game should be a pretty easy win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're favored by seven and a half. Um I'm going to go with the Jaguars. But, again, I've really enjoyed how Houston's played. I really like how uh, C.J. Stroud – when I say Houston, I mean C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's been really, really good. He's got 626 passing yards, two touchdowns on the season. Uh, He's he's got better numbers than than Trevor Lawrence when you look at it. Trevor Lawrence's got 457 yards for two touchdowns and an interception. Um, But it's just – overall, the talent level on the teams, it's just – it favors Jacksonville way too much. And I think there's no reason to overlook this one. It's going to be Jacksonville for sure. Yeah, I can't let my expectations of Jacksonville get in the way of my perception of them. I do think that this is a slow start, even though I, I had I had said, like, I had had these amazing expectations. You know, like, I, I need to recognize that, but it's still a slow start. Um, the, the game against the Colts wasn't that impressive. Anthony Richardson ended up going down late in that game anyway, too. Slow start for the offense. And then last week against the Chiefs, they just – that was almost like a Chiefs homecoming a little bit with Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey coming back. That team looks really good. Uh, I'm not – I don't think that the Jags now are really like a team that is capable of getting like a bye. I really thought that that could be like the level that they were on where like you could pencil in the division wins and then they could get a couple good wins cross-conference and, and their, uh, in the other divisions uh, in the AFC – but I don't really know what I if I see that anymore. I'm still going to pick them today um, against the Texans. I, I know you pick C.J. Stroud as your quarterback that you would most like to have um, out of the rookies. 
So I, and I respect that. I respect CJ Stroud right now. I think he's good. It's just the Texans are just uh, like they have nothing around him right now. Um, so uh, he, he's going to struggle or he's going to, you know, take his lumps, I should say. Yeah. But no, I, I, I totally, I, I agree. Um, again, just because I like CJ Stroud so far this season doesn't mean I'm going to pick them pretty much in any game because I probably won't. But, um, I just I respect what he's done. He's played really, really well. So props to him. But moving into the next game, we got Indianapolis Colts at one and one going into Baltimore and facing the two and oh Ravens. This one's a no brainer to me also, especially with uh Anthony Richardson being out. I almost said AJR. AR being out. Um with the concussion injuries and is it is just the concussion, right? Yes, as far as I know, just a, just a concussion. Week one was ruled as a knee injury, but you know how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I, again, I think this one's also a no-brainer. I think the Baltimore Ravens are just super talented. They've been playing super well this season uh, in the, throughout the first two games. Uh, I mean, hey, crazy things happen. They The, the Colts beat the Chiefs last year uh, early in the season, and that was a complete shocker. Um, do I don't expect uh, – Gardner Minshew to go out there and light up the world. I just I don't think that it's gonna. I think it's just gonna be an easy win for for the Baltimore Ravens. Mark Andrews will have a touchdown. Lamar Jackson will probably have a rushing one as well. Um, and I just I, I honestly feel like it'll be a game that'll be a blowout. And I think Lamar Jackson will come out and he will, he won't play the last like two drives. But, yeah, the Ravens are looking sharp. So I, I can't. I'm picking the Ravens. I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I think Gardner Minshew uh, was able to finish off a good win last week, but that was the Texans. So I, you know, I'm not taking too much stock into that. Um, it, Anthony Richardson, when he's out there on the field, man, he's uh, he is just great to watch. Um, so I just I would much rather him have been healthy this game. Um, but give me Baltimore because they're looking good. They're looking to extend that lead on their division right now after everybody's pretty much licking their wounds. Last week, yeah, we'll definitely get into that uh, for that Monday night game. But that rounded out our one o'clock games. Moving into the four o'clock games, we got the Andy Dalton led Carolina Panthers going into Seattle and facing the Geno Smith led Seattle Seahawks. Um, as I said, Bryce Young is out. What is it with that ankle injury um, that he's had that he's been dealing with? Uh, and then yeah, I think it's okay for him to sit out. I'm, I'm okay with him sitting out right now because. Man, the game, I would just hate to trot him out there and have a really, really bad experience. I mean, he has not been great by any means so far this year. So I think just throwing out Andy Dalton, you're not gonna, you're not a playoff team this year. So I think it's okay. Yeah, just, I mean, I think this goes to the Seahawks though. It has to. They are one and one. They're looking to make it back to the playoffs. They're in a different spot organizationally. I like the Seahawks. Yeah, the line is only minus five for them. So. I feel like that's pretty low. Um, I think that Vegas thinks that Andy Dalton will be a lot more reliable, maybe. You're not seeing like a a ceiling changer, but you're seeing a floor changer where the Panthers aren't going to turn the ball over a couple times, maybe if he's out there, unless it was, you know, as opposed to if it was Bryce Young. So I think that might be why that line is like that. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, also, they could be anticipating DK Metcalf to not play. Jamal Adams, we, I think, is set to not play. He's He hasn't played since, like, week one of last year or something when he hurt his quad, I believe, if, I, if I'm correct. But, yeah, I agree. Uh, Seattle should win this game pretty easily. 
Um, Andy Dalton, as you said, floor changer, not a ceiling changer. Um, but yeah, Seahawks for sure in this one. Uh, we'll see how Andy Dalton plays, though. Maybe it's a tryout for him to get traded to another team at some point. Who flipping knows? Moving to the next one. Oh, man, this one's this one's probably going to be another tough one as well. Chicago Bears at 0-2, just so dysfunctional, heading into the Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Um, man, this line is 12-and-a-half for Kansas City. That is absurd. I don't care how good or and bad the teams are. 12-and-a-half is a whole lot of points. Um, but as we know, the Bears have not been playing well, and they've had a whole, whole bunch of – they've been in the news for the wrong reasons – this past week and the chiefs, they've just, they lost that first week and it probably, they'll probably never lose again. Um, that's just kind of the, the anger that they're going with, but looking at the injury report, uh, looks like Isaiah Pacheco is injured. Kadaris Tony is also injured, but they'll probably both end up playing, uh, for a little bit at least because probably by midway through the third quarter, uh, <laughs> there's going to be no need to have the starters in the game because they'll probably be dismantling the bears. I feel bad because man, were we wrong on this, on this bears team? We thought they could be good and they just had not been, and they don't look like they're going to be this year. <laughs> Give me the chiefs. Um, yeah. Okay. Anytime that you have a coach on your team, whose house gets raided by the FBI in the middle of the week, and then your quarterback is in the news complaining about coaching. Um, you're probably not going to win especially if you're going against the Super Bowl, uh, the defending Super Bowl champions. So obviously give me the Chiefs this week. But yeah, should I have like the same mentality that I have towards the Broncos here? Am I out on the Bears? I chose the Bears to make the playoffs. I didn't even take the Broncos to make the playoffs. If they win this game, are my ears perked up? Like, oh, for sure. I have to say, if they win this game, I mean, my God, like, I'd be like, okay, well, maybe this is a win that turns the this, this season around. And then, like I said, and I have been saying, in the last 25 years, there's only one 0-3 team to make the playoffs. Um, or a team that started 0-3 to make the playoffs. That was the Texans, like, five years ago. So it's a uh, different world that we live in, though, because we have 17 games, so there's a lot more. There's a little bit of extra, you know, runway. But, you know, I don't, I don't know what to think. It's tough. It's tough to say through the first three weeks without a huge injury like Aaron Rodgers with the Jets that this team is not going to make the playoffs after I chose them to, to make it. I mean, if yeah. Justin Fields, if they don't make the playoffs this year, oh, man, <laughs> I could start to see his his career is going to be on thin ice because he might not get an opportunity to, to start next year. Uh, that that, feels, that feels tough. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs and they end up being like, what, fourth in that division? They could be I mean, one of the worst teams in the league. They could, have another, they could have another top pick. Like, that's how bad they've played so far. And I don't – Justin Fields can't let that be on his resume, especially with DJ Moore on the team. Yeah, and so. you just had and you just had the worst record last year. I mean, at a certain point, we got to start winning some games. But it, I think what's also most concerning is obviously the progressions and the being able to, to do that and being comfortable out there. This feels – it begins to feel like – um, bust potential where a quarterback is just uh, there's no lens that you can look at it through that makes you think that this is a good thing or anything good is happening because when you look out there on the field you're like man he's not playing that well you know and then when you're looking at the coaches oh he's not picking it up as well like usually 
if it's a running quarterback and the coaches are saying he's not picking it up that well, but shoot, do you see what he's doing out there on the field? We'll live for uh, for right now. Or, you know, if it's a, if it's a young QB, like, you know, you know, like maybe like a Bryce Young or something like that, you know, they're saying, well, he's got the head out there, you know, he just needs to, you know, the game is fast, but um, he, he knows what he's doing. He's not an idiot out there. You know, he's been five, 10 his whole life. Like it, it just is what it is, you know, for right now, he, he'll adjust. He'll figure out how to play in the NFL uh, physical, like uh, physically wise. But um, when it comes to Justin Fields, it looks like both of those are like just, Mm-hmm. Both bad, so I'm I'm concerned. But if they do win, you know, it'd be good for the pick. But I'm taking the yeah. Chiefs, and I'll take them to cover too. Oh wow, okay, I, yeah, I'll take them to cover also. I just I, I'm not expecting a whole lot. Um, but moving to the next game, which is also looking like it could be a blowout. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are going to Arizona and facing the 0-2 Cardinals. The line as well is 12 and a half. Um, for Dallas, give me give me that. Actually, yeah. well, I mean, I know the Trayvon Diggs injury is kind of, kind of could uh, impact things a little bit. Um, respect to Josh Dobbs, though, if they keep this close, man, I'm starting to think he might finish the season. I know, I like, I'm starting to think that they might not want Kyler Murray to come back. I brought this up on Thursday, where Kyler Murray's obviously look, he's the franchise guy. You paid him all that money, you know, he's probably better than Josh Dobbs. But realistically, if Dobbs is playing well, you could tell your team to go out there. If you're the front office and they'll believe in Josh Dobbs and then you might not, uh, and you probably still won't win any games. So it might be the best of both worlds in, in a sense. And you're not going to put Kyler Murray out there uh, to get hurt, but specifically for this week, give me the Cowboys to cover. Yeah. I can't really disagree with you on any points there. Obviously the, the Diggs injury is catastrophic and that is more the talking point right now in Dallas because man, if he's, well, he is going to be out for the rest of the year. It's just going to be how is that defense going to recover? How are the, It's that next next man up mentality. So we'll see how that goes, but they should easily win this game. Give me to Dallas. I'll take them to cover also. Moving into the Sunday night game, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers facing the Las Vegas Raiders out in Las Vegas. This is a really interesting game. Um, the last couple of games that we've talked about have been pretty obvious ones, in my opinion. Um, but this one's more up in the air for sure. Uh, it's 50-50. The line is minus three for Las Vegas, probably just because they're at home. And also that Steelers offense, just the play calling has been god-awful. Uh, I think they do need to get rid of Matt Canada. I know it's Canada. I think it's Matt Canada. Um, they need to get rid of him because he is just not that – he's not been good for them at all I, through the last couple of years. Kenny Pickett does not look like the quarterback that he was at Pitt. Um, he's got 454 yards passing, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, and then Jimmy Garoppolo's got 385 yards. Sorry, I'm blind. I can't see. Um, he's got three touchdowns and three interceptions. The biggest thing to me, along with obviously the interceptions that Kenny Pickett has thrown in his career, um, also, but obviously this season, is the running game. Najee Harris is just not doing anything for this team. And for the highly recruited, highly touted player that he was, I just, I don't know. It's weird to me. I don't know why they don't utilize him as much. I think that's something that needs to change for the Steelers. And then, obviously, George Pickens is still, him and Pickett have a really good relationship, it seems like, at least out on the field. So, but the main thing with the Steelers is their defense has been really, really good. They had it. They balled out last week. They scored more points in the offense, I think. Um, did as as in all so 
if the Steelers, the defense is going to take them to the promised land if that's where they're trying to go, which I guess might be just the playoffs. Um, I don't expect them to go any further than that. But as for the Raiders, I haven't really watched a whole ton of them uh, so far this season. Jimmy Garoppolo is fine. Josh Jacobs has been the biggest thing. I'm sure you're going to talk about that in a second. And then they still have Devontae Adams, who is a top wide receiver in the league. I'm going to go with the the Raiders. I don't think the Steelers' defense can do the same thing that they did last week. They're capable of it, but I just don't think that they – I just don't think it will happen. So give me the Raiders to win this game. Yeah, give me the – I'm taking the Raiders too. Give me Las Vegas. They're at home at least. Uh, everything that you said, I agree with. I mean, they the run game has been non-existent. It's certainly been non-existent for the Raiders so far, too. Josh Jacobs, I mean, every fantasy owner across the nation will tell you that they're super disappointed. 28 carries for 46 yards on the season is just, like, awful numbers. But when it comes to the Steelers right now, the one thing that I'm concerned with is frustration. You're right, Pickens has played well through the first two games. I'm just so worried that this team won't – I don't know what the alternative is, but Kenny Pickett, I, I'm getting worried. I'm getting worried that he he's not an NFL quarterback right now. Um, you know, he played five years at Pitt. You know, it took him a while to start, um, and he was or to get very good and on NFL radars. So he was a late bloomer in college. What is his ceiling in the NFL? I'm starting to think it's a lot lower than what maybe the Steelers fans initially thought. I he was great late in games. Um, and this team is one and one. This isn't some sort of disaster, you know, don't go 0-3 kind of thing. And they did play the Niners in the first week, and that's, you know, going to be a wash, especially for any young QB in the league. But I haven't been impressed so far this year, um, like I assume you haven't been. Um, for this game specifically, they're going against a team with Jimmy G uh, at quarterback. Who would you take? Who would you rather have, Jimmy G or Kenny Pickett? I mean, I don't know. I'd rather probably neither have – I'd probably have neither. I don't want either guy, but I'm going to, like I said earlier, I'm taking the Raiders. I like Devontae Adams to make a play. I think Josh Jacobs eventually has to rush for more than two yards per carry. Um, I think that they'll be better. I'll take the Raiders. I'm not really confident in either of these teams going forward, though. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you on that. Uh, moving into the Monday night games, we got two of them. The first one being the Philadelphia Eagles going into Tampa and taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks. This game was really interesting to me. Um, what you've been saying throughout the entire – like, if, if this team wins this game, then my ears are pe- perked up. If the Bucs can win this game, my I, my eyes are definitely on the Bucs because that would be very, very interesting. I was not high on them coming into the season. I didn't expect a whole lot. But I've been very impressed so far these for, through these first two weeks. Baker Mayfield has played extremely well. Um, 490 yards passing, three touchdowns, no no interceptions. I don't think he's got any fumbles either, so no turnovers. Uh, Mike Evans has been playing really, really well as well. Um, nothing really crazy there. Uh, that's just to be expected. But uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles in this game. But if Tampa Bay ends up winning this, I I got I'm I'm intrigued for sure. But give me give me Philly in this one. Yeah, I think the Bucs would turn a lot of people into believers with the win here. I'm still taking the Eagles. Man, I picked against the Bucs the first two games of the year. As a Bucs fan, I feel terrible. It feels dirty, the fact that I'm going to go with the Eagles. But, yeah, the the Eagles, you know, they've they've looked good. They've given up two leads uh, so far in the first couple games. But 
I, I just think that they're more talented top to bottom than the Bucks. But shout out to the to the Bucks showing everybody that this league is week by week. This year is year by uh, this league is year by year. Um, you can never really count on a team. You, you think that Baker Mayfield is isn't good enough or whatever and all that sort of stuff. And routinely, some of these guys show you that a situation does matter. Sometimes a change of scenery for a team that doesn't have a coach on the hot seat like the Panthers did, or a team that knows that they want to win. Um, you know, unlike maybe, well, the Rams, I'm sure, wanted to win. But, you know, they, their season was already over at that point when he joined. So, like, having that, you know, behind you can really help a quarterback. Baker really needed some stability. He's he's earning right now a potential paycheck after this season. Maybe not from the Bucks because who knows how this season will end, you know, if they decide to go with the quarterback. You know, because obviously Baker probably wouldn't want to be, like, a placeholder, which is what I could see him turning into. Um, if they were to take a quarterback in mid in the mid first round, but you know, not to get too ahead of uh, ahead of things, but th- this Bucks team has looked good for the first two weeks. I-, I think going with the Eagles here, no disrespect to a very scrappy and very good Bucks team, um, and it's on Monday night. So, hey, you never know what can happen. I I would not be surprised if the Bucks were able to pull out this win, but it's just it's too early for me to kind of go against the Eagles. We didn't really talk a whole lot about the Eagles there. Um, they played well against both the in both games. Eh, not well. They played well. Obviously, they won, but probably not up to their level of play, especially that first week against uh, uh, the Patriots. Um, and then last week, they just ran the ball all over the place. Uh, DeAndre Swift played unbelievable. So, yeah, I, I expect the Eagles to go in there and win, but Man, if the Bucks do end up pulling out that game, that will be very, very interesting. And Monday night, they always give you something interesting. So moving into the other Monday night game, it'll be the Los Angeles Rams uh, move going into Cincinnati and facing the Bengals. The question here is, what's up with Joe Burrow? Like, is his calf okay? Is he going to be able to play? It looks like his status is, is doubtful at the moment. And if he is not going to play, who is their quarterback? Like, who are the guys that they have on their roster that is going to play for them? I don't even know uh, because Will Greer was on that team. He did sign with them, but now he's with the Patriots. Uh, we talked about that. We were saying, we're talking about that on the podcast on Thursday. And then right after we got off, he signed with the Patriots. Um, but as for the other side of the ball, we got the Los Angeles Rams who have been playing pretty well. Um, Matthew Stafford's found a new favorite guy in Puka Nakua who just came out of absolutely nowhere, breaking breaking records with 25 receptions uh, in his first two games. Congratulations to him again. They did trade Cam Akers <clears throat> to the Vikings, and now they're running with Williams as their running back for, uh, for the rest of the season, most likely. Uh, he's been playing really, really well. If the, if the Bengals do not have Joe Burrow, then obviously give me the Rams. But if they do have Joe Burrow, then I'm probably going to go with the Bengals, even though he's not at 100%. This game is really tough. I, I The matchup predictor on ESPN has it 65% for the Bengals, but I think that's with them anticipating Joe Burrow to play. Um, but if he doesn't play, then the Rams should, should end up winning this game because they won't have a quarterback uh, on the other side. So that's where I'm going. I'm not giving a definite answer as of now, but – once they announce who is going to be starting for this game for the Bengals, then I will have a more definite answer. 
Yeah, that I'm I'm the same way. I'm definitely not going to pick the Bengals in any game, honestly, without Joe Burrow playing. I really do think that he means that much to that team, no matter who they have out there, no matter what kind of talented offensive players that they have. This team revolves around Joe Burrow. This organization revolves around Joe Burrow. There's no way I would take them to win any game, truthfully, without him out there. So I'm the same way. Um, I have the Bengals um, right now because I actually do think he will play. Um, but as far as I know, game time decision. I mean, that's just my hunch. My hunch is that he'll go out there and play. Uh, but we've talked about this. Like, should he play? Should he not play? The team is split reportedly. Like, this is this could get uh, this could become a mess. This could get you know really out of out of hand uh, quickly if they were to like lose this game or he hurt got hurt more, but wasn't you know not ruled out for the season. Obviously, that would be just a massacre. But you know. Mm-hmm. Calf injuries scare me. Achilles is, you know, usually staring you down the barrel on those calf injuries. So just just be careful. But yeah, as far as the Rams, they've surprised me so far. And, you know, they're they're staying above water without Cooper Cup out there that he totally changed their offense. They just traded away Cam Akers. I mean, it's unfortunate that they didn't find a way to, to use him. But, you know, they, they're still figuring out. And Sean McVay, we trust. I just, like I, like I said, when uh like when the season started or that we agreed on we're just not insanely high on the rams anymore i think it's probably they're probably gonna have to prove it to us um you know we'll, we'll see what they do on monday night but for the Bengals, uh i do think that joe burrow is gonna play and i think if he does he'll and if he stays healthy that's a big f he'll play decently well i i think i think he'll be able to tough it out yeah he's a tough guy for sure i mean he's walking to practice on that which is a whole thing in itself. Um, but a lot of lot of fun games going on this week. There was some, I don't know if you got it on your phone also, but the breaking news with um, Alan Williams, he has resigned as the Bears defensive coordinator due to the inappropriate activity. Obviously, he got his house raided by the FBI. Who knows what the hell's going on over there? Not our problem. Um, the Bears- Wild and out. Wild and out. Uh, the Bears have just had so much going on. Um, man but i'm definitely excited for this weekend i hope uh, everybody else is too be sure to get your lineup set hopefully everyone can win some money if you're betting bet responsibly uh win your fantasy games and obviously hopefully all of our teams win that would be the most important thing but not everybody can win i don't know what i'm saying i'm struggling <laughs> i'm struggling fantasy wise mason it's not it's not oh, a good year for me I, I have cooper cup in multiple leagues i had aaron Rodgers in the league i have deshaun watson in like two of my leagues i don't know why i'm i i never really thought that i'd be a deshaun watson fan uh well fan quote unquote mm-hmm. uh you know just a strictly fantasy football relationship currently uh yep. did not have that on my bingo card this year but but yeah so that that's been uh everything uh, Sunday uh, for the Sunday games here and the Monday games, I guess, in the NFL week three. Um, we'll be back with a review of that, talking a little bit of baseball on Thursday. Playoffs, a week, playoffs, a week. Can't wait. And then also, I'll have an update about my unfortunate bet, uh, from Thursday morning. Uh, so see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.